guys, welcome back to another episode of the Veggies Before Noon podcast. I'm recording on a new microphone, so I hope this is working and sounding great. I wanted to do a little housekeeping, I guess, episode where I just express and mostly explain um, what's going on right now with the skin series because I unfortunately had, I guess, just like some real life situations where I had technical issues with my laptop the day I was supposed to go over and record with my skin lady. And then um, my other guest was sick. So I've had to postpone these two interviews kind of back to back. So there's been a bit of a delay, which is very unfortunate, but that's kind of what happens. You have to roll with it, especially when you are somewhat relying on other people and then their schedule conflicts with yours and I think that's why like for a a long time at least getting a guest on this show hasn't really been a priority of mine because I feel like it takes so much more effort and coordinating and all the things and I've just been all over the place lately so anyway that is still coming and I kind of wanted to just share the products and routine and the tips and tricks that I've learned over the last five years of really trying to understand my skin better and not even just like my skin particularly but why certain products are better than others. A lot of the philosophy around skincare and just kind of like the the basic information that is really important to learn first and then you can kind of go out there and try products and know how to read ingredients and know how to figure out what's best for you. So to start off, obviously we all have different skin types and I'm not a skin expert and I've always been lucky. I think my skin is very normal but it's on the sensitive side so I have extremely sensitive skin where little things will cause me to break out which is something that my skin lady taught me and she jokingly but also seriously calls it princess skin she's like you have princess skin and there's been like different events that have happened in my life with her where we've had to like figure things out um so for an example she basically taught me that I can't just throw in a ball cap and run out the door. Like if I'm wearing a baseball hat, I'm risking the fact that my forehead is probably going to break out. And there was a period of my time when I was always wearing hats to the gym, going for runs, just for a walk. I have curly hair. And so it was easy for me to let my hair just dry curly and like throw in a hat than it was to really like style my hair. And if I was trying to avoid putting heat on it, I would always go for like a toque or a hat. And she basically explained to me that the friction of that rubbing, even if you're not running, like let's say you're just like chilling, wearing a hat, wearing a toque, there's still this like little friction and it would cause me to break out. So she explained that I need to wear 100% cashmere beanies and even have a hat that has that kind of lining and I overall have like really reduced the amount of hats I wear and then for toques I've just invested in like a really nice cashmere beanie and there's one that I wear quite often and then there's another one that I wear um 
more for like aesthetics and just randomly if I go like hiking or camping or something and I don't want to wear like a nice beanie that I bought because the cashmere ones are a bit more expensive so I just kind of play with it but at least I know what I'm getting myself into now and I think that's kind of the number one thing and that's where like I really want the skin series to come from which is just you do you take and leave what you like in terms of the information and what we'll be discussing on these episodes because everyone has different expectations or different goals when it comes to their skin and my my goal for my skin has always been to not have to rely on makeup and not to really have to wear a lot of makeup obviously when I go out or I have a birthday party or like I don't know just like a fun event and I'm going somewhere or I have like a photo shoot or like I'll be taking photos that day I don't even know why I said photo shoot. I don't take photo shoots, but like just sometimes when you, you know, when you and your friends are going to go do stuff and like you just know you're going to be taking a bunch of photos and especially if I'm trying to create content, I will obviously wear makeup, but for my day to day kind of like just living and when I go out in the mornings or if I'm just like hanging around and doing pretty chill stuff, I don't really wear makeup. So um, that's been kind of one of my goals and that's mostly because I just like to live a very low maintenance lifestyle in terms of getting ready and my appearance and my appearance. And I know some people who really enjoy makeup and love it. And I do really like sitting down and doing a full makeup, um, like with my face, but I just don't have that in me on most days. And I've always been someone who just feels like my skin breathes better is more it's just my skin I think doesn't really like makeup like I find I just feel like my skin thrives the less I do with it so I feel like I also have this kind of like less is more philosophy when it comes to my skin and makeup and like I said I have very rosy cheeks so The number one reason why I started going to my skin lady was because I was trying to figure out how to manage my rosacea and I didn't want to go and do the lasers that zap your capillaries. I was thinking about it, but there's a lot of downtime and I was just trying to gather all the information I could because there's a lot out there. And sometimes I think when you're going to these different dermatologists and specialists, they often try to sell you things and for the most part it's probably for your best interest but a lot of the times it's in their best interest they're trying to sell products they're trying to make money and I think it's really important to do research and to get different opinions for an example um, I actually have this like also interesting bump on my lip it was not very noticeable and there are a lot of blood vessels in your lips and it's like bump on my lip. It was not very noticeable in terms of like I never had anyone like comment on it and it like blended in. But if you stared at my lips, you would see like this little round thing. It wasn't very lifted. It just had like a different type of um, texture or not texture. I don't know how to describe it. Like um, detail in my lip lining like because like, you know how your lips have like those tiny little lines through the through it I had like a tiny little like circle thing like a bump on it and 
sometimes it would bug me, sometimes it wouldn't. One of those things were like if I fixated on it and I obsessed over it, I hated it and I felt insecure around it. And then other times I was just like, whatever, I don't care. It is what it is. No one's ever really brought it up to me. And when I do bring it up, people most likely go, oh, I didn't really notice that. And it's mostly just on like photos. If I stare at my mouth, I can see it. And so I, with my doctor, again, she was like, oh, I think it might just be like a bursted blood vessel. It'll go away. I'm like, okay, cool. Because I noticed it, I think, in like grade 9 or 10 in high school. And then, again, it was like in grade 12 or post-grade 12 when I was really becoming um, quite like aware of my appearance and wanting to improve my appearance. I think we all go through waves of that, a waves of that as like females. And that's when I also went to her and was like, what's up with my rosacea? And she told me that. I have basically um, like a really, I have this like thing where I flush very easily and it's really important to learn how to reduce the flushing, which was when she told me that I shouldn't have spicy food, caffeine or alcohol and to really limit those three things, which I talked about on the last episode. So you can go back and listen to that, but also you can just keep listening to this one because I'm going to really round this out here and you don't have to go back and listen if you haven't yet. Um And so that's when I was kind of like, okay, interesting, took that advice, kind of just like navigated through that and brought my lip to her and she said, it'll go in a few years. So then a few few years later, it still hadn't gone away, but it was so minimal that I just like didn't really care, but I thought about it now and then. And again, it's one of those things where like it's on your to-do list. So eventually I did get to it and I was put on a wait list to go see a dermatologist got into the dermatologist and she did kind of like an assessment on it and she was like yeah it's honestly just like a blood vessel it's really common normal it probably had a name I don't know and at the time I actually was seeing like another little one pop up so she was like we can just zap it um there's literally no downtime and you can you can just like move on with your life kind of thing and it's not a full guarantee it'll go away but it'll really diminish it again I don't really know I can't remember exactly what the laser did I think it kind of just shrinks it a little bit which is very interesting so I went in and it was like $250 and I think I actually paid also a fee just for the consultation so it was kind of expensive for the fact that like I still have another one on my lip right now and it didn't fully go away. It just really did shrink it and made it a lot less noticeable. So in the future, I probably will get it done again. But right now, it didn't really bother me. It didn't really change my life at all. I didn't walk out being like, now I can conquer the world. I'm so much more confident. I just kind of was like, okay, it's nice to like know there is a treatment for this. I don't have some weird like lip cancer because I was also kind of concerned of my health for the reason that I had it. it wasn't completely vanity I was also questioning like should I be concerned what is this and so I had to go get someone to look at it and make sure that it was something that could be treatable with the laser but where this story is going and what I wanted to bring up with the whole lip journey was that when I was going to her for the follow-up because after I got it lasered like two weeks later she wanted me to she wanted to come look at it again she told me that because I had commented I'm like oh you've really nice skin and she's like thanks um yeah I spent like whatever seven years 
in university in a library, so I never was, like, out in the sun, and we kind of joked about it, because she basically said, like, sun is the number one thing that will age your skin, and that was something that I was totally aware of, and I've always been very sun smart. I really have, like, I've always been putting STF on my skin at a young age, and that's literally probably the number one thing that's helped me have nice skin, because I am 29 now, turning 30 this year, woo! So I... I'm thankful that I've always had this like awareness of sunscreen and always kind of put it on my face even in the winter months or going skiing and just making sure that my moisturizers, my daily moisturizer had an SPF built into it. But she works at obviously like a dermatologist laser place. So I was like, well, what do you get done? Like, let me know. I usually get cold laser done, interested what you get done. And then she told me it's like photo, um, photo something lasers and she explained that I could get done the same kind of treatment and that it would zap off the capillaries but when you look at photos of people with rosacea you can really see the outline of the veins on their skin mine's not really like that it's at least I guess not that close to the surface of my skin so I'm lucky that way where the texture but she did sit as I age like it could change and it could get worse um, there's a lot more downtime. It has to be done in the winter. You can't be, you can't go out in the sun afterwards. You have a lot of redness in your face afterwards too. It's, it's a little bit invasive that way. So we kind of just discussed it again, bit of a pricey, um, thing to get done if I'm not 100% all in and it's not also 100% guaranteed. And so I was doing cold laser with my skin lady at the time. So I kind of just like let it be, but She was trying to sell it to me and I went to my skin lady and I asked her about it and she kind of said like, it's not my protocol, like you can do you, but she gave me her information of what she thinks and what we've been doing. And again, that's where I just feel really confident knowing that what I'm doing for my skin is long-term going to be very helpful. And I've actually been able to build up my cellular wall, which helps to reduce inflammation and pimples and make sure that I'm also building collagen, which helps with the padding of my skin so that you don't see the rosacea come through as much. And building the cellular wall and the cold laser, it really just helps with anti-inflammatory or helps with anti-inflammation and then also just rebuilding your skin complexion. And we'll get all into this with my skin lady because I obviously don't know all the scientific reasonings behind it this is just the what the stuff that she tells me and I kind of go off of it so um that's kind of the background I guess and my sensitive skin also was something that I never really saw that noticeably in terms of I wouldn't put on a product and all of a sudden have a rash but I think the constant buildup of products that weren't necessarily good for my skin which is like maybe cheap foundation or a face cleanser or using a cleanser that would really strip my oils and be too harsh. I think over time that would lead me to have like dry skin or red skin or all the little things that I think for the most part we do just find very normal. So I um, have always kind of just like been cautious about my skin sensitivities. And on top of that, I've always been really cautious about the products that I use in terms of them being clean and the harmful toxins and I have always just had like I guess a tick for that and just an eye for it so I tried not to um I mean not really an eye but like an interest in it like I've always looked out for that kind of stuff so I think I've 
I've been able to avoid a lot of products that maybe weren't so good for my face. Like for an example, when you go to Sephora and you get all those samples, there's very rarely a time when I would use them because I would just be, I'd be nervous that they'd make me break out or they would give me an irritation or they wouldn't be good for my skin. And this all has been a lot more apparent to me as I've been going to my skin lady consistently and just really trusting her and the products that she uses on my face and that she's kind of given me the the go ahead for using. Another thing that I think is like my number one tip and what is so important and you've heard it probably a hundred times because it's so true is you need to drink water and you need to hydrate. Your skin is an organ and um, it's it basically is like the last thing in your in your body to get nutrients I guess or like benefit from what you eat and what you drink but it shows exactly what's happening internally in your body so it's kind of like this mirror reflection and I think that's why acne and skincare is so interesting is because it's not this like it's it can be superficial where you just think you can like inject yourself with Botox and filler and use all these different acid peels and whatever it may be to get beautiful skin but beautiful glowing skin comes from within and that comes from keeping yourself properly hydrated and making sure you're eating nutrients nutrient rich food that are filled with vitamins and minerals and things that are going to make your skin glow because your insides are healthy and thriving and for an example like imagine if all you ate were was like I don't know like deep fried food and like Oreos that are made in like a factory like your body is making cells out of that and then your skin is our cells too and so it's just gonna like come out of you and like not like be dull and like be fake and be full of chemicals and your skin's gonna be trying to like detox from these things that you're eating and so I think that's why it's important to like have a balance and to have a diet that's mostly whole foods and the reason to eat whole foods is very long but number one is that it's anti-inflammatory because your body knows what that food is it can actually recognize it a big reason why it's harmful to eat processed food is because a lot of that triggers inflammatory responses in your body and then number three um you get all the vitamins and minerals because supplements are expensive and supplements also aren't very sustainable i love taking supplements it's like a guilty pleasure of mine and I have certain purposes of reasonings why I'm taking certain supplements and I'm sure everyone does because we do still have gaps within our diet and within our own body systems but if you can eat a whole foods diet that's the number one like quick way I'd say to just get some really good nutrients into your body and to give your skin the complexion that you're looking for especially healthy fats um, and proteins and just things that are going to help build your skin up. So that's just something that I really want to preference as well. And the hydration part, I've always been a lover of drinking water. I'm kind of obsessed with it. I can't leave the house without my water bottle. It's definitely an emotional support system. And I just always am thirsty. I'm looking at my water bottle right now and I want to sip. I love going on road trips and bringing like five bottles of water. And I just 
can't stop drinking water. So hydrate, 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 and also use electrolytes. Make sure you're using a water filter as well. And they do say, I should look into this a bit more, but they do say it's better to sip water throughout the day than chug a glass or two at certain times because your body absorbs water better when it's taken in slowly. So I think that's also a really good reason to just be cautiously and mindfully drinking water all day long. I have a lot of sympathy for people who just don't have that kind of habit or I guess they just don't remember to drink water because it's that's not me. So it's hard for me to relate and maybe give that advice. I've always been someone who's just drinking a lot of water. I don't really know where that came from. I think honestly, it just happened when I was in high school and I became really health conscious and interested in taking care of myself. And I was like, I want, I want to drink water. I want to be someone who just drinks lots of water. And I like drinking water. I didn't really like drinking pop growing up. I never did. I didn't like the carbonation. I also knew it was terrible for you. Um, same with juices. And also, of course, just sometimes what your parents do influences you a lot. So my parents have always been someone who has packed water bottles as we go on into the car or go away. We would never be like buying plastic water bottles out and about. We've always have our own reusable ones. So that's just a habit of mine that I've carried over into my adult life from my childhood. Now, going a little bit deeper into the skincare products and things that I use, I have a very basic cleanser that you can buy from Shoppers Drug Mart, probably London Drugs. I've only ever bought it from Shoppers though. And it's the La Roche Totalitarian. I don't know if I'm saying that correctly, but it's a white bottle with a blue label. And then I also use a hyaluronic acid, which is something that really helps your skin just absorb moisture. And then I have an SPF cream that's also really helpful for rosacea and that's pretty much it for my skin routine and then I also for my makeup just use glow minerals tinted moisturizer and the glow minerals powder not the pressed one I use the loose one is a really helpful way to kind of make sure that you're not having any bacteria skin which can cause breakouts and this is a bit shocking probably but I don't put anything on my skin at night I literally wash my face I use my makeup remover, makeup remover cloth from Lindo. I'm absolutely obsessed with the Lindo makeup remover cloth. It helps me save money on not having to buy makeup remover, cotton pads, which is also amazing because it's zero waste. All I do is rinse it with warm water, brush like brush off or rub off my um, my mascara and my eyebrows because I fill in my eyebrows and use a little bit of gel. And then I will cleanse my face with my cleanser and then I'll get a wet cloth and I'll just rub my face with it because that helps get off any excess residue of makeup, which every time I do that, there's still a little bit of makeup on, especially on the, the lines, um, like the edges of your face and your hairline. So I just really recommend doing that as well. Something that my skin lady taught me. And then... Yeah, that's literally it. And I actually want to ask her about getting some sort of like night cream or night serum. At one point, I was using this like cool little like vitamin C or like gel thing under my eyes that would help with puffiness because 
I was telling her how I'm like, I never sleep anymore. I'm studying all day at school, working late at the restaurant. And she gave me this like cool gel stuff. But I, I really liked it actually, but I just kind of stopped using it and haven't really gone back to it. So again, I have a very like minimal, less is more approach because I want to do the basics in order to get beautiful skin. If I had to do more to achieve what I have that I would, but Darlene, which is my skin lady's name. And I think I can just say her name. I keep saying skin lady and my friend made fun of me the other day. So now I'm like, okay, should I just say her name? But I refer to her all the time as my skin lady. So that's why I say it. I literally call her my skin lady to everyone I know. And they all know her as that. So it's just funny to me. Um, but my skin lady, also known as Darlene, she is just like the best. And she kind of is like, if there's something else you need to be on, I would give it to you. Your skin doesn't need anything else yet. Like the less you put on it, the better. So I'm like, okay, cool. I'll roll with it. Um, and then also just making sure to clean your bed sheets often. I wash my pillowcase probably once a week, honestly. And again, I'm just really mindful about what I'm doing. Um, if I have a surge, which is like a breakout, then I'll try to limit sugar, limit coffee, definitely limit alcohol. Alcohol will make me break out because of the sugar alcohols when they break down into your body. And a really helpful way to break up sugar is from eating is with eating fats. So she taught me how like in Europe, people eat um, like cheese and bread and then they drink wine. And that's how people in Europe drink alcohol is like with little little hors d'oeuvres and the best way to make sure you're avoiding breakouts hangovers sugar spikes blood sugar you know is to eat a little bit of fat with your drinking so if I'm out at a bar or like a restaurant and I'm drinking wine which tends to have the most like alcohol in it because I don't really drink a lot of cocktails like I will, but I'll be mindful like the type of cocktail that I'm drinking because I try to avoid sugary drinks um, as much as I can. Of course, now then I treat myself and I'll have like a pina colada or whatever uh, or like a sangria, but I don't necessarily have that like as my go-to drink. And I like to order things like olives, nuts, a charcuterie board, things that I know I can just kind of like snack on as I'm drinking and it's also good not to drink on empty stomach there's a lot of complications that come with that um getting too drunk is one of them so I like to just make sure I'm having a little bit of something to snack on and that has really helped me with my skin okay so now for some of the fun tips that I have in terms of dealing with pimples and breakouts so my skin lady taught me how to pop a pimple because I told her, I was like, I, it's unrealistic to just be like, never pick your skin. But the number one rule when it comes to managing pimples and breakouts is to literally not pick your skin. We've all been there where you have a pimple coming in, you can feel it, it's annoying you, you're staring at it, you're pushing it, you're like touching it and trying to figure out what to do with it. And you're like, so eager to pop it. Oh my God, I do that. I used to do that all the time. I had a mirror in my bathroom where it would zoom in your face. And so it would show every single little blemish you had. But obviously when you zoom out and you're just standing in the mirror normally, 
and not like staring at your pores, you can't really see your little tiny blackheads and blemishes and little bumps on your skin. But when you get into that mirror, you start picking and popping and it's so satisfying. But at the same time, you walk away and you look like you've just like messed up your whole face. You have little red dots and spots everywhere. So I've had to master a lot of self-control. And I would have to say that's probably number one thing that I think has given me more long-term results. And I'll tell you a little bit why that is. So when you are popping a pimple and you're doing it in a way that's harmful, and I'm going to tell you the proper way to do it, but let's say you're doing it with like the average way, like our nails and our fingers, we're actually damaging the cellular wall. And if you've ever noticed that you have a reoccurring pimple, coming in at the same spot of your face over and over again. It's like every couple of months or however long in between you get a pimple on the same spot. That's because you've damaged the cellular wall there. And so the cellular wall, which is the lining like, you know, before your skin where the, where the sweat glands are, or like the oil glands are, um, when you've gone to pop it, you've actually kind of like damaged it. So now when the oil comes up there through your skin, it's like pushed between something and it can't get out properly and it can't like release itself properly. Again, not the scientist here. I'll get I'll get my skin lady Darlene to to reiterate this all when I get her on the pod. But that's why it's actually harmful to pop pimples because you are potentially damaging the cellular wall and then you're gonna create reoccurring pimples because you've broken the oil gland. And so it's important to try your best not to. Of course, when you have a white head and it's coming out hot, like we got to pop those things. So I'm going to tell you how to do it. First, if you can try to do it after taking a warm shower. This way, you've kind of like opened up your face uh, pores a little bit from the heat and the steam. And if you don't, if you aren't taking a shower, you can't, then try to get a hot cloth and just like let it press on your skin for a long time to again open up the skin, get it loose a little bit. Then what you want to take is two Q-tips or what I do is I just break one in half and you want to put it on the outside of the pimple and you kind of do a rolling motion and you get the, the pimple up and out. So that is probably the number one thing that I learned that saved my skin from breaking. Now, another thing that goes really well with this is a really good pimple popper, kind of like ointment or treatment because the ones that my skin lady has given me, and again, I can't really recommend these because I don't know where you get them. And I'll definitely get her to talk about them on the, on the mic and obviously share the brands and like where you can buy them possibly. If you're in Vancouver, you could go get them from her. Possibly. I don't know. I shouldn't say that, but like, she sells them in her store. She's not like living in her basement or anything like creating these little concoctions. They're not anything crazy. You can definitely find them somewhere at a store to purchase. Um, she's just really careful about what she puts on your skin. So she likes to work with you so that you don't have to like, like she would never just like throw something on your face. Like she would obviously, there's like steps. Like I've had to work up different levels to get to different products. Like I've seen a product been like, I want to start using that. And she's like, no, like you're not the age for that yet. Your skin chemistry is not that level yet. And she kind of like helps work with you. Like I'm using a different laser now than I am when I first started going to her. So just so like that background's kind of in your mind because 
that's why, again, I love her so much and I just really respect what she does because she's not just trying to like give you the quick fix. She's really trying to like build your skin up to build the most like resistance within your skin so that you don't have to use products all the time because your skin doesn't need a bunch of products. Your skin just needs like the right chemistry and environment to thrive. So the pimple cream that she gives me really helps with popping the pimple. It basically kind of like dries out the oils. And then when I pop it, it comes out so nice. And there's like no aftermath in terms of big redness or soreness or like I have to keep like popping and pushing. Of course, like there's some really nasty pimples that will give you that like after whatever you call it when you've popped pimple and it's just like you know still looks horrible and you didn't really fix it but luckily like the creams and uh this like vitamin a cream that I have that she gave me it's just really helped with popping pimples and also kind of just like mitigating them right away like if I put a little little bit on my pimple the pimple will usually just like kind of go away on its own and I won't have to go in there and pop it and that's also really helpful I've never used those pimple patches, but people also swear by them. And I think if that's going to help you not pick your face, then you should go for it. Um, I just, yeah, I feel like picking pimples, the minute I stopped doing that, I still do now and then. I'm not perfect. But like I've really cut back on the way that I pick my pimples and what I used to do with my skin. And I think it's also from the mirror, like get rid of the mirror. I don't use that mirror anymore. I don't even have it in my house. So that's been also really helpful. And another thing and tip that I learned is, you know, those pimples that you can feel that are deep within your skin and you're like, oh, this one's going to come out really soon. And you like press in, there's pressure and it kind of hurts and you just, you can feel it before you see it. Use an ice cube and ice it down. So you want to ice those things because it's really just inflammation and that'll really help it. Um, I think sometimes you can even ice it to the point where it makes it go away if you catch it early enough. And in general, you can kind of like ice your pimples. That'll help reduce the swelling. That's something my skin lady taught me. And I'm trying to think. I honestly believe that that's pretty much the bulk of it and probably enough information for today. I hope it's been helpful. I mean, we're all of different goals and skin journeys, all the things. But what I'm sharing with you, I wish I had a podcast to listen to that would have shared this with me back in the day. And then one more thing that I do want to just disclose is I haven't had any work done. So I've never had Botox. I've never had lip injections. I've never had microneedling done, which isn't like work, but I've never had that done. Um... I've never had anything really done to my face. This was like my first facial was ever going to Darlene and we use a cold laser therapy, a cold laser. So it basically um, is just repairing cellular wall, building collagen and helping to restore the complexion of my skin. And you can obviously do some research and look into it. But that's kind of the basics behind my skincare routine, what I think is the most important. And I just want to emphasize again, like, it's not about the products. It's not about buying the most top-of-the-line moisturizer or anything. It's about 
making sure that you are taking care of yourself nutritionally because that also reflects your skin and I think we've all been there where it's like you have a lot of sugar after like Christmas or whatever like drinking and having chocolate and then like drinking alcohol and then you'll like break out a little bit and I think that again just shows like your skin is a reflection of internally what's happening in your body and that's why also when we break out around our periods that can be really frustrating and that's one thing I do want to explain express is that I also would always get hormonal acne so before my period or a little bit during it I would get these little pimples and and blemishes on my chin and that rarely happens anymore and again that's because of the cold laser it's really helps with my skin's resistance and I think I've also just been a lot more mindful when I am on my period what I'm doing what I'm not doing I don't do hot yoga anymore because of my skin Hot yoga would also make me break out and I never understood that either but my skin lady taught me how when you're like in this high heat and just for my skin type, sweating profusely like that will make my skin just break out. It doesn't help me detox. It actually can cause me to flare up. So maybe you're someone who's been taking a lot of hot yoga, you have sensitive skin, you have borderline rosacea, try to get out of the heat. Um... Any kind of extreme temperatures will really cause my skin to to flare up and to get red. So whenever I'm out of the cold walking around, I definitely get red cheeks. Can't really help that. I can obviously put on like a a moisturizer, which acts as, as a barrier to the elements, but it doesn't completely protect it because it's just what your skin does when you're exposed to different temperatures. And... Yeah, I think the number one thing, though, that I really noticed changed my skin and I can just see it weekly and monthly is my diet, the amount of water I'm drinking, and making sure that I'm getting good sleep. Like, nothing makes your skin look better than a nice, long, deep eight-hour sleep. Am I right? When you wake up so early because you have to get up really early for something or you can't sleep at night or whatever it may be, your skin is is showing it for sure. Like I can tell right away when my skin's dehydrated from drinking or I've had a bad sleep and got bags under your eyes. And so I think, again, it's like comes back to the basics. You got to drink water. You got to get good sleep. You got to eat your veggies. These are the three foundational things that I think you need to really, I mean, I don't want to say master. It sounds so cheesy, but really bring into awareness. Like if you're struggling with your skin, are you are you doing these three things and then kind of going from there so you can't forget the basics you got to make sure that you're still taking care of your skin holistically and that also can be stress like when we get stressed sometimes we can cause flare-ups in our skin and we can get rashes or we can cause pimples and we can cause more of those like wrinkles and fine lines that we're all so afraid of and It's just important to remember like your skin's a reflection and it's really easy and simple to kind of get a hold of it, but also it comes with navigating a lifestyle that can support your skincare and support healthy living because it all encompasses into the same thing, which is like, it's just a lifestyle. It's not a quick fix. It's not, you get Botox today and then you're good for a few months. It's like, how do I really long-term invest in my skin and how do I long-term make sure that what I'm doing is going to be beneficial for me and not actually hurting me or causing side effects that I don't want 
And I mean, there's a few reasons why I haven't gotten Botox and I probably never will because I don't really believe in it. I think there's a lot of unfortunate side effects from it and I don't like the way it makes your face look. I think it's really obvious people have Botox. But again, not here at Throw Shade. That's just a personal choice of mine. And I, I again, like I've, I've been there. I've felt the urge. I've been curious. I've gone to my skin lady. I've been like, if I'm comparing myself, am I, am I not, am I missing out kind of thing? And like I've said, she's talked me off the ledge. She's kind of reminded me of like my values and what I want to stand for and how I want to look and to age naturally and gracefully and all the things. So I'm, I'm here for anyone who needs that support or obviously is interested or confused or feels lost and maybe pressured right now when it comes to Botox or skincare or just like naturally navigating it and still trying to do something because of course like I invest in cold laser that's what works for me that's what gives my skin glowingness that I think really um goes above and beyond just eating healthy and drinking water but kind of really helping to like make my skin more resilient too and not having the breakouts as much and really reducing my redness and then also not looking older in that way like I obviously still like I definitely do have crow's feet but I don't have like deep crow's feet. I don't know. My skin lady might not even say I have crow's feet. I don't know. She'll she'll have to like, I'll get her to like assess my face or something on the mic. It'll be kind of fun. Um, hear what she has to say. She always makes me laugh. She's hilarious. I literally can't wait for you guys to hear our conversation. And we're going to get her on as soon as I can. I can't believe that my laptop literally just did not work that one morning. I was going over to her studio and I was trying to just like do a run through with the mics because I was making sure of course that everything was good to go before I head over there and my laptop just like wouldn't open tabs my garage band wasn't cooperating at all it wasn't registering any microphones and I actually just had to update it like simple things but I made an appointment at the apple store and it was this whole thing you know but it's okay. We live and we learn. And now I'm just going to make sure my Mac's always updated. Okay. We're going to wrap up here. I hope you guys liked this episode. If you did, make sure to give me a message. You can follow me on Instagram at veggies before noon. Also on TikTok. I mean, I don't really post too much on there yet, but we'll be doing more and more. Come just like sustainable living vibes and would also love to hear kind of like if any of this has helped you or surprised you or what because I'm interested to know what other people have experienced and like what you're going through. It's totally me and I was so lost before and again that's why I just really am passionate about this topic and excited to share what I've learned and you know what's helped me over the years. So we'll chat next time. Until then, 